Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 94 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. It's a Friday in my world. Yeah, it's a Friday in everybody's world. I'm pretty excited for this weekend. (laughs) This has been a long week. It's been the first full week back at the lab in a while for us. Mm. I'm sure for a lot of people. I'm sure we're all struggling to get through this week. I'm not jealous. So this weekend, we get to take off and head to the Vision 21 meeting in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. I'm leaving Wednesday. When are you leaving? Uh, Thursday, bright and early. We're going to get there right when it starts is when we land. Fantastic. If you're one of those last-minute doers, it's now officially the last minute. (laughs) You need to get registered. Barb and I both think that this is one of the better business management meetings of the year and a great way to kick off 2020. Right on. Completely agree. Ditto. So there's still time to register, so make sure you head over to this episode to find the link to register. And be sure to watch our Facebook and our new Instagram page for photos and updates and probably some funny videos while we're in Las Vegas. Of course, the highlight will be Barb officially becoming the president of the NADL, and we could not be more excited. Are you excited? Are you nervous? How you feeling? I'm super excited. I can't wait. I have my whole family come in. My parents oh, really? are coming in. Yep. I had them send me the script so I could, you know, prepare myself. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a hard year. It's going to be a full year. A lot of things that we uh, need to address. And um, so, yeah, I'm the girl. I can't wait. Are your kids coming? No. It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> no kids allowed. One of them's over 21, isn't he? Yeah. He's actually 21, yes, but he's not coming. Oh. Yeah. Who doesn't want to turn 21 in Vegas? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. How much fun is that? I'm going to be (laughs) on my best behavior, though. So it may be Vegas, but I'm all in and I'm very serious. So don't expect to see me doing any shots of fireball or anything crazy because I'm not. Well, then don't go to our Facebook or Instagram page to watch (laughs) videos because they'll be boring. It'll be Barb going to bed at eight o'clock. Well, hopefully it'll be of somebody else doing shots of fireball, but not this girl. (laughs) Right after Vision 21, the very next weekend, Barb and I get to go to Voices of Dentistry. Now, this is a dental podcast summit. They have a ton of speakers, but the whole idea of the convention is to allow time for podcasters, such as ourselves, to set up and record. We will be the only dental laboratory podcast in a room full of dentists. Wow. Can't wait. Yeah. So we want to know, what would you ask the dental community if you had this opportunity? We ask that you keep it clean and professional, because last time I asked this question, there were some pretty racy questions you guys wanted me to ask. Wow. But send us your questions to info at voicesfromthebench.com, and we will take this rare opportunity to ask the dentist community the questions that every lab wants to know. And we also want to take a moment to give a big thanks to Kettenbach, who is sponsoring Elvis and I to attend this event. Kettenbach has been a sponsor on our podcast for a few months now, and they really believe that labs not only play an important role in the patient's overall oral health, but that labs have the opportunity to educate doctors on how to provide us with better impressions, which we all know how important that is. So thank you, Kettenbach. Yeah, we really appreciate your support of the podcast. And speaking of Kettenbach, (laughs) Barb and I had an opportunity to speak with a Kettenbach rep that grew up in the lab and is the driving force at Kettenbach to partner up with labs. Jason Kaiser tells us about some of the products that they carry, but more importantly, he shares some tips that we can use when speaking to offices about their impressions and some opportunities that labs have because of our position in the relationships we have with dental offices. So please join us as we talk to Jason Kaiser. So did you know that NOAC Dental has a division that focuses on the digital aspect of your dental lab? Not only do they carry the top lines of milling machines, scanners, and printers, 
but they have some of the best technical support in the industry. And I can attest to that here at Night Dental. If we call them, they always answer the phone. Give them a call at 855-669-2533 to discuss how Noack Dental can handle all of your digital needs. Or, of course, you can visit them at www.noackdigital.com. And remember, Visions is coming up in Vegas, so come visit them January 16th through 18th. By the way, Elvis and I really, really appreciate the fact that we are supported by some of the most amazing companies in our industry. Thank you, Noack Dental. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. So joining us today is a very special guest from one of our sponsors, Kettenbach. We are joined by Jason Kaiser. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara and Elvis. It's a pleasure to be with you. And like Bennett Napier had said when you interviewed him a while back, thank you both for taking on this initiative of starting the very first, to my knowledge, Dental Lab podcast. It's huge. You know, I, I love the medium of podcasts, especially driving around as a rep all day. Uh, the the boring, you know, FM radio is is just I don't even use it anymore. It's podcasts all day. So um, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. So keep it going, and you guys are just going to have amazing success with this format. Well, it's Elvis uh, introduced it to me, so I never really knew what a podcast was, and now uh, I'm a fan. So and I and I get where when you're driving all day, you can listen to all these episodes. So thank you, love it. Thank you, Elvis. You're the brainchild. We're done, right? That was it, right? <laughs> It's also like on demand too, you know, like getting in and out of the car, you can hit pause, get back in, pick it up. And also I appreciate the long form conversation. You know, so many of the media outlets are like in these little short snippets and um, I, I want to dive into the weeds with you. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into it. We're going to dive into the weeds with you. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little history because the podcast was probably only six or eight months old when you contacted me, Jason, and mentioned providing some speakers for us for the program, some interviewees, and you got us James Angeloni. Yeah, the denture man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. That was great. Totally. Yeah. That's actually how we got connected. Right. And it wasn't until much later that we approached the idea of you guys actually sponsoring us. And the more we, you know, worked with you on ads and I started creating the Facebook ads, I really start to get a grasp on what Kettenbach is. So explain to us, how did Kettenbach get its start? Where does it all come from? Okay, sure. Kettenbach, of course, is a German manufacturer of dental materials, mainly restorative materials. They also have some divisions in the medical side of things, but primarily focus on dental. Global company, award-winning company. The owner, Jens Kuhn, had an interview with Howard Ferran, and I learned this on that interview, that he has like nine PhDs on staff. So there's they're really heavy into R&D. And the company goes way back. They actually invented the first silicone impression material. It's called Lastic 55, hmm. and that came out in 1955. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, they've been making these materials for a very long time, perfecting it. And, you know, here we are today with um, with Kettenbach's line of materials that are, uh, again, made in Germany and then sold direct to the United States. And they're award winning, patented and, um, you know, just great stuff. So, you know, I'm excited to talk to you more about it. Kettenbach has only been stateside now in the U.S. available for a little over 10 years and literally came over here with like zero sales and has just you know, slowly but surely gain support in, in the U.S. And, you know, you, you would have some people who kind of know about materials in Europe. Maybe they go to the IDS meeting, they would see Kettenbach. But, um, but yeah, we've just uh, really gained a lot of popularity with some of our products. And um, just, like I said, 10 years and here we are. And you have some very popular impression material competition out there, too. Yep. So I'm sure it was not an easy market to get into. Well, for sure. You know, not only that with the brand names that we go toe-to-toe with, like Densupply and 3M and Kerr, but we also took a different path in the United States by selling only direct. 
not a lot of companies do that. Everyone else is letting, you know, these large distribution companies have that ability to distribute their products and, and frankly, make the price point on them, you know, where we control that destiny and, and we sell direct to the lab or the dentist. So do you deal with a lot of dentists as well as labs? Yeah, primarily dentists. Okay. You know, I mean, a lot of, we have about 25, 26 outside sales reps and that number is growing, you know, so we cover a lot of the major metropolitan areas. We have a great support team inside as well, based in California. But yeah, dentists, of course, right? Getting chair side, getting clinical. But when I came on with Kettenbach about four years ago, I have a laboratory background and I'm a big fan of the dental lab space, you know, and I want to, I want to help the dental lab space. And, and I just really saw a need to maybe talk more about dental labs and maybe visit more with dental labs Mm -hmm. and and try to develop more of a relationship, whether it's a small lab, a medium-sized lab, or or the big one. Let's get in there and introduce ourselves and make sure that the Kettenbach reps, you know, are making that connection so that the labs know that we're out there. Mm -hmm. You know, when when I worked with Elvis to write up that uh, Kettenbach ad, you know, one of the things I, I made made a point to say is that, you know, we're not out there trying to sell chairside milling machines. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're trying to sell some really good materials that transfer information accurately. The dental lab should be interested to hear what we have to say. I, I hope they are. So if we have like a really large client or a, a client, a dentist client, and they're struggling with their impression materials, do you guys partner with the lab to come in and and give seminars or go to the doctors and teach them how or recommend it. Is that how you partner up with the lab where we recommend your materials and you teach the docs? Yeah, I, I think that's an unbelievable opportunity for a Kettenbach rep to have that with a lab, have that trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes two things, right? The materials themselves, um, I think, are going to have some different technologies within them that could get better results for the clinician and the lab. But there also is, this is chemistry, guys. I mean, this is like, there's a lot of things and factors that can go into an impression not coming out perfect. So we have tips and tricks that we have on paper. We have them where we can print them. We can help give them to the lab so that you guys also can be involved in the troubleshooting process. But no, absolutely, Barbara, if, if you wanted to connect with a Kettenbach rep and, and try to work together on an account that means mm-hmm. a lot, I, I do think that the Kettenbach rep should jump on that opportunity for a win-win scenario. Because okay. we do do that. Barb, how do you usually handle if you get bad impressions consistently from a doctor? We do service a fair amount of DSOs and they have their recommended impression materials, but we also deal with a lot of no group single practitioners, fee for service. I mean, if we struggle with them, which we don't a lot, but if they, if they do, we, we call them, we train them, we teach them, you know, we recommend different materials and, you know, how they're setting the heavy body, you know, the light body and, and the whole thing. So and we've actually brought reps in and docs in um, to Night Dental and had them train them on their different materials. That's why I was asking because I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. And, and if you'd like, um, let me just jump into some common things that are happening right now that I see in the field. Yeah. The dealer catalog has a short yellow tip. Its concept is to save the doctor a little bit of waste in the tip, right? It's, it's maybe two thirds the length. We're finding that when you use that tip with the light body, it just doesn't give a proper mix. Uh, this is like, again, it's chemistry, right? One-to-one mix. And if you're not using the right tip, if you're using a shorter one, sometimes that can affect the way the light body's coming out and it's not going to set up properly in the mouth. Another problem that I run into often, and I've had dentists say, oh my gosh, Jason, thank you for saving me here because this has made a huge impact. For dentists who make their temporary before they take the final impression. Okay. So Mm -hmm. temporary material, bisacryl material leaves behind what's called the anti-oxygen inhibited layer. It's a, it's almost like Vaseline. It's a smeary, smeary Mm. layer. And if you think about like, if you just like took your finger and wiped into Vaseline jar, and then you wiped it on glass window, and then let's just say you came in with some water and just squirted water on that Vaseline and wiped it off. Mm -hmm you would still see a residue of Vaseline there, right? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Very well put. I totally have a picture of that. 
Right, right. So you need to cut that Vaseline on the glass with like an alcohol or something that's going to like really get in there and, and clean that, right? So transfer that concept to the mouth, to the tooth. And uh, a lot of times this residue from the tent materials left behind sub G. And then you come in with the light body and get sub G with the light body. And it's just not setting up properly. It's a chemical contamination. Hmm. And doctors will really see this if they go in for the first impression and they pull it out and they know they cut a really sharp margin, but the impression looks a little muddled. The light body looks a little limp and whimpered. Mm Mm-hmm. That means that the doctor knows they didn't cut that. So don't send it to the lab, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Right. So no, take a, take another impression and, and, and you'll find that that first impression that you picked up literally removed the contaminants and the second impression, you got the good impression. So the other way to counter this, if doctors are just adamant about doing their temp first is to, to grab a hard cotton pellet, soak it in alcohol, and then go in and, and really clean the site with an alcohol agent that can really kind of remove that smear layer, if you will. Is that common for doctors to try in the temporary before taking the impression? Yeah, I had one doc tell me that he likes to do it that way because he looks at his margin on the temp. Mm. You know, he kind of like like evaluates yeah. his margin three, 360 by looking at it. And I, I get that. I, I do. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I get that too. And yep. But, you know, I mean, when you're in a high volume practice, making the temp after might just be a a better workflow to consider. Sure. But that's a great tip. I mean, if we're getting bad margins, that's something we can ask, you know, hey, are you trying on that temp before you take the impression? Yeah, exactly. And another thing that, you know, you'll find with our material, our Panasil and our Identium, these are our vinyl siloxane ether and Panasil's our PBS. We have very hydrophilic materials, okay? And a lot of doctors are trained in dental school to really overdry and desiccate the prep. And I think it turns the prep site kind of into like a coral rock and creates a very friction-based you know, situation. With our material, it, it actually works a lot better if you, know, you wash it off very good, you pull out all the puddling if you can with high-speed suction. If you want to blow a little air on it, that's great. But if it's got a slight glistening of moisture, that's okay with our material from Kettenbach. Another thing that dentists do is they actually use the air to blow on the light body, thinking that the air is going to drive the light body sub G. Oh. The air, yeah, yeah, they do that. That's very common. And, wow. and seriously, <laughs> let the heavy body yeah. do its job. It, it's it's designed to be very compressive, and it's going to drive that light body sub G and capture those details. Don't use the air because really all you're going to do is potentially incorporate an air bubble inside that yeah. wash. You would think you would blow it out rather than in. Yeah, so lots of different things and and I hope that the Kettenbach rep in your area, you know, if they link up with the lab who's listening right now, you know, can offer these kind of tips and tricks. Again, we have these printouts that we can leave with the lab to help with your clients and, you know, hopefully add value to the dental lab. When I got with Bennett Napier, and, and I got to studying some of the NADL results. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear to me that whether you're a one, two-man operation, a 15, 20-man operation, or a lab like Night Dental down there with Barbara in sunny Florida, where you got you know maybe 100 people, yeah. the remakes are the problem. And I'm a son of a dental lab owner who, you know, I, I, I know what you guys are going through, right? It's tough. Remakes, right? You know, it might not be the lab's fault, right? It, it fit on yep. the model. It looked good to me. But, you know, hey, that didn't fit in the mouth. And, and you know, you want to try to save that account. So remakes are a real problem for the dental lab industry. And, and you put your heart and soul into the into the crown or, or the denture and, and it doesn't work and you got to redo it. it. It's a demoralizing moment. So I really want Kettenbach and labs to, to create the synergy so we can potentially you know, lower the remakes for the lab and Again, try to find that win-win scenario for the lab and the dentist as well. So you said something I'm extremely passionate about. You, So you're a son of a lab owner. So you've been in this for a while, huh? Yeah, literally my whole life. I was born in 83, but my dad and his business partner, Jack Slagle, started Slagle Kaiser Dental Ceramics in um, Columbus, Ohio wow. in 1981. And, uh, you know, I just remember my whole life, you know, on Sunday mornings going to the lab with my dad so he could uh, get the rings in the oven and, you know, set the timer so he could be casting at 6 a.m. the next morning. 
yeah. my whole life, right? Growing up in the lab <laughs> and hanging out with his dentist friends. So they, they're still rocking and rolling in Columbus. They got about 45 people that work there, mainly Crown and Bridge, mm-hmm. implant specialist kind of lab. They do have a removable technician that helps with some conversions out in the field and does some high-end denture work. But yeah, they're rocking and rolling. And I actually worked there for about 10 years. I went to dental lab school at Columbus State Community College. I had an instructor, uh, you know, shout out to Chuck Narcross, who's retired now, but he was a great instructor. And um, yeah, I mean, I was there. I was at the bench for quite a while. And uh, that's kind of where my passion definitely started and knowledge was learned. What did you do when you were there? What didn't he do? He's the boss's son. I know how that goes. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> Everything. Boss's son. So my dad, I think sometimes my dad would take his frustrations out on me a little bit oh, as the boss's yeah. son. That's not a that's not that. always a uh it's not always a blessing to be the son of the owner. But no, I mean, just like every good dental lab tech should should do is to start in the model room. Um yep. so yeah, I mean high high volume uh lab. So, you know, I was pouring up hundreds of cases a day in the model room for about three years, you know, articulating, pinning, trimming dyes, all that stuff. And then um, transferred over into the, uh, the the way that that lab set up is it's kind of got its like little divisions, right? So mm-hmm. I went over to uh, the, the waxing and metal finishing area and learned to do those types of things, whether it's full cast or, uh, you know, substructures. And And keep in mind, guys, this was kind of Pre, I think at the time my dad had like one three shape. Yeah. They didn't have a mill yet, you know? So this was like back in, you know, waxing up and casting, you know, that was the primary uh, lab script. That's what I did. And I did that for a while, right? I learned a lot. It was a great experience, but I got to, I got to be honest. I got to look in the mirror and kind of understand who I am. I'm an extrovert. And when I was kind of in the corner waxing up, you know, not talking to anybody with my loops down. I didn't really love that life. I did like the business and I liked the concept of everything, but I was kind of eager to learn more instead of just kind of waxing up in the corner, right? Yeah. So I really was a guy who like every time the reps would come in and try to talk to my dad, I was like up out of my chair and I was like, I want to hear what you got to say, you know, learning. Yeah. And I kind of, and I got inspired to, um, to maybe look at the the business side of this, you know, the vendor side of this and kind of utilize that knowledge that I learned in the lab, but also well, good for you. Uh, that's yeah. Great. So that's, that's kind of how I transitioned out. Um, shout out to some of my mentors who came into the lab would be John Pizar, who I will say rest in peace. He recently passed of cancer. He was a dent supply prosthetic rep for like 30 years in the wow. uh, you know, Ohio area. Yeah, he's a poor guy. He passed right after he retired. It was really a shame. Yeah. And then um, all the other implant reps uh, would come in and, you know, I got to got to know those guys pretty well. That's a great story. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. I'm second generation all the way. I work for my dad, so I can appreciate exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. I was the person in the corner going, tell those salespeople I'm too busy to talk. Right. <laughs> you were the one going, no, I'm going to open my arms to him. So I get it. Yeah. I'm an extrovert at heart, you know, and, uh, but I can appreciate what you're saying. I mean, um, later in my career, right. I, I went, my first job out of the lab was with Toman, which is a Swiss implant company. Yeah. And then my mm-hmm. second job was with Vita North America or Vdent at the nice. time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I had seven States calling on large labs and group labs. So there's probably some people out there listening right now who, maybe met me before when I was a Vita rep. And um, just like you said, Barbara, I mean, you're super busy at the lab. You get a lot of vendors come through. There's certain ones you want to talk to, other ones, just no interest. And and I, I can appreciate that. You know, you're all living and dying by your dates on your lab scripts yep. and you got to keep yeah. up with that. You know, you have to. So sometimes there's just not enough time to talk to everybody for sure. Yeah. So what I like about this is here you are working for, you know, basically an impression company and you've spent three years pouring up hundreds of models a day. So you understand what a good impression is, what a bad impression is and everything in between. Yeah. I mean, I saw them, you, you know, you can really tell just by looking at it. For whatever reason, some people try to skimp out on materials, not use enough. Oh, Maybe yeah. the, the the tray selection was poor. 
Um, that happens often, you know, whether it's just not big enough or maybe they're going for a very cheap, flimsible triple tray. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's the whole issue of not using the right material for the job. You know, mm-hmm. we have a ton of different viscosities and different styles of impression materials, you know, so don't use your fast set heavy body on a denture impression or uh, God, there's countless examples, but like, I think that if you really are looking at the case, definitely consider certain types of materials for that particular case. The delamination issue was huge. You know, you'd see like that great divide between the the light body and the heavy body, mm-hmm. you know, that big kind of barrier or, or like division line. That was just a simply somebody exceeded the working time and that, that stuff just didn't melt together, you know, and, and back to those fast set, PVS materials, they, they really don't give you a lot of time. Like our fast set Panasil gives the doctor only 30 seconds to syringe with the wash material before the tray needs to be seated. Wow. Wow. If you, if you have more than one prep or if you got a bridge, maybe you can knock that out, but boy, if it's a bigger case, try not to be Superman or Superwoman and and really try to get some materials that give you a little more time. You know what I mean? Totally agree. What's the difference between a fast set and a regular set? Oh my God. Are you really asking that question? I'm nerding out a little bit here. (laughs) I'm just, I'm kind of curious. No, no, we're getting into the weeds. I love it. So fast set. First of all, one thing I've noticed is anytime you use a faster set material, it tends to get a little harder. A little faster. (laughs) It's faster and harder. But yeah, keep that in mind because that matters. So the total setting time for a, a fast set material is like two minutes. And then the total setting time for a regular set material is two minutes and 30 seconds. So it's, it's about a 30 second difference for our material, but you're also losing that 30 seconds on the front end and you're getting it back on the back end. So yeah, it's a little less time in the patient's mouth. But again, if you have um, a case where you need that extra 30 seconds in the front end while you're getting your wash you know, you got it. You got to have it. Right. So I don't know, Barbara, you know how it is. And, and so do you do Elvis, like with some of your clients, they're high volume. Yeah. It's like they barely have enough time to talk to you on yep. the phone. They're just like, they're on the clock. So I think things like even like 30 seconds with impression materials bugs them. Hmm. Is that the only difference is time? Yeah. I, again, it, the fast set sets a little bit more rigid as well. Yeah. A little more rigid, yeah. Yeah, time. Time and money, right? I mean, that's what my dad always told me what dentists really care about is time and money. You know, it's so true. I don't disagree with that. It's true. Yeah. You know, their chair time could be five, $600 an hour. Right. Divide that by 30 seconds and, you know, yeah. you've got quite the number. So I understand that. Yeah, and I get that too. Um, it's, it, you know, but there are like the fast set PBS material works awesome in certain hands and certain cases. Uh, a lot of people love it for triple trays and single units, you know, and mm-hmm. it works great. It works great. So, yeah, just different things for different reasons is, is all I'll say. Sure. So where are you guys based out of? Oh, so Kettenbach, their German manufacturing facility is in Eschenberg, Germany. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in the United States, we have our our corporate location in California. Do keep that in mind if anybody does try to take advantage of the uh, Voices from the Bench promotion that we have going on with you guys, uh, the 25% off your order, the calling hours out there uh, at California, you know, start at 10 a.m. in the morning right? Because that's 10 a.m. Eastern yeah. time. So it's yeah. you know, 7 a.m. Pacific time. But yeah, so customer support out in California. And then um, I'm the um, manufacturer's rep for Kettenbach in Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. So you do quite a lot of traveling. That's not a small region. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm on the road a ton. And, uh, and I really take pride in like um, sponsoring a lot of stuff. You know, Kettenbach is really a big supporter in dental education. You know, you guys know that, right? I know oh, yeah. we're working together on some some CE opportunities. And, you know, so I really like to get out there, collaborate with, you know, the implant companies like Strawman and Zimmer, local dental societies, surgeons, if they have uh, something they're, they're doing with their referrals. And then also to all the dental labs out there, if you guys have some CE that you're starting to generate or bringing in speakers or, you, you know, need some sponsors to try to you know, drum up a good event, you know, keep us in mind because, uh, you know, that's something we, we like to do to give back to the industry and, and just let's let's all get better together 
and again, we have the products that I think can, can get dentists and dental labs, you know, there, the better result. One of the things I love about this podcast is that I meet people like you because we do have quite a lot of doctors that I would love to bring in, uh, put on a seminar for. So I will keep that in mind. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, by the way, labs should do that more often. I really do. I mean, I, I get it. Some labs don't have the space for it or whatever, but what a value added if a lab could set up the event and, and really run point on the event instead of like letting the vendor run point, you know, because yeah. you guys are selling an amazing service. And there's so many lab technicians that I meet that that are so knowledgeable and, and they develop that relationship with the dentists and the clinical team. And it's such a symbiotic relationship. It's funny how there's more and more dentists who are coming to the lab events, right? LMT, yeah. you're starting to see more and more clinical people at these meetings because they, they want to know more than ever before about the laboratory side of things. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping that we can uh, collaborate more with dental labs when it comes to education. Yeah, it seems like a win-win to me. I mean, I can invite a bunch of doctors to an event. You guys can come in, help them take better impressions, yeah. and in turn, I will get better impressions to make restorations on. It sounds yeah. total win-win. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. You know, it really is. And I think also we need to recognize like when I'm out there, I really see a lot of people speaking on CE and everybody seems to be in a race to like perfect digital dentistry. And there's digital dentistry's revolution is, is awesome and it's really cool. There's so many definitions of digital dentistry. So it's kind of like you got to get specific. But I, I want to say this, like I get it. Like I sell impression material, resin material, soft reline material. I sell a lot of really cool things from Kettenbach that are really a cut above. But what I've come to learn is that like with this intraoral scanning, I think it can do some things pretty well, but it can't do everything. And I think that there's like this hype generated right now where it's like this amazing technology that can do it all. But let me ask you, you know, two dental lab owners, it really can't, right? Like, no, it, it really can't do it all. And you really have to be careful what you try to do with it. Because at the end of the day, we talked about the remakes, like you're, you're going to spend time making something that maybe you can't really trust that it's going to be accurate, you know, in the mouth. Well, absolutely. It doesn't work on everything. We have quite a few clients that have digital scanners, but they still have to send us regular impressions for a lot of things. Right. Mostly removable. Right. That, and also I would say cross arch, cross arch stuff. You know, when you take that trip to the other side of the mouth and full arch impression taking, I know some of the machines don't do that splinting as well together. So, you know, whether it be edentialism, full arch impressions, implant scenarios, I think the old uh, analog aspect could be still the standard to consider. And then also, I got to bring this up real quick because I don't know how often this gets talked about, but look, printed models are cool, right? I mean, I know that goes hand in hand with intraoral scanning, but please start to ask like high-end ceramists if they would rather build up uh. on a stone model <laughs> Versus a printed model, right? Okay. Barbara, well, I know you hear me on this. I'm going to answer that right <laughs> now because I've just recently uh, did a 10-unit case probably an hour and a half ago on a printed model <laughs> with 10 single right. dies. And it, I know some people like it and I'm, you know, just kind of getting back into it. But yeah, it was a nightmare. I was dropping things on the floor. I bet you I dropped 10 of those mother, you know, whatters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll say that again. I bet you I dropped yeah. about 10 of those on the floor. I was on the floor. It was fun. So yes, I do agree with you on that. I, I definitely think there's yeah. definitely a place for analog uh, and, and impression material and full arch impressions and, you know, regular model work and the whole nine yards. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dentistry is a blend of art mm -hmm. and science and so much of what you guys do at the lab is, is that, and, and especially the art. And if you told a, a painter, hey, paint on this cardboard, you know, or paint on this, you know, nice felt canvas, like, you know, he probably is going to take the the nicer material to, to build that art on, you know. So that's something I just I, nobody talks about. Nobody talks about the actual technician having to hold the articulated <sighs> model or yeah. cast. 
and work off of it. So mm. <clears throat> I don't know. You bring somebody like me who's very high strung and, um, you know, super focused when I get into a case and then, you know, switching to one of those models, it's definitely a different animal and our laboratory does both. So there's the good days and then there's the not so great days. So I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I kind of have a little bit of an agenda here. I, I want to just touch on one more thing. I mentioned earlier exceeding intraoral working time. So when we talk about implant cases, identium, which is our polyether comparison, right? It's a vinyl siloxane ether. Uh Elvis, you and I talked about this before, but like polyvinyl sets up to the heat of the mouth. Polyether sets on more of a chemical time set. So when you guys are starting to get into more of these big implant cases where you might have four, six, eight, 10, who knows how many implants in the mouth, So the dentists who are going to the same material that they use for their single unit triple tray to try to pick up this massive impression with all these open tray impression components, cross arch, full arch, Uh you got to use a material that's going to give you the time to get it done right and then get the tray seated before it starts setting up on you. Oh, sure. So that's what's so cool about Idenium. This is our, again, our vinyl siloxane ether. So it's actually a blend of polyether and polyvinyl. And this material will give you 80 seconds working time with the light body before it, it. it's a complete flowable material for 80 seconds. And then it goes into a setting phase. So 80 seconds is a minute and 20. So that should give the clinician enough time really to accurately get the wash around the components, seat the custom tray with the you know medium body or heavy body and pick up those components accurately without having the material set up on you because you guys are milling some serious hardware, you know, whether it's monolithic zirconia or titanium bars with your bar companies. And you got to get that impression right before you move forward. I agree. That's also another mention that digital impressions don't do very well. And that's full arch implant overdenture kind of cases. It, It just, it can't be done. Right. And that's why good traditional impressions are still very much needed because those fixed hybrids are some of the biggest growing things in our industry right now. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have customers who move over to an intraoral scanner, but I think pretty quickly they realize, you know, it's it does some things fine and other things, you know, we got to use the Kettenbach material for. And again, we're just we're just out there trying to help offices nail it. We want them to nail the case, nail the impression make the lab technician's mouth hit the floor. That is true, though, because when you see one of those beautiful impressions come in, you're like, he's good. Right. Plus the material that they're using, you know, some of these guys aren't using very good material. Therefore, they're not going to get the best impression. So it goes hand in hand. Yeah, totally. So I learned a lot at the lab, but I've also learned a lot from like a guy like James Angeloni, you know, who you interviewed, a former Marine, uh, works with an awesome prosthodontist, Dr. Deliberato in Westlake, Ohio, in, in Cleveland. He's taught me so much. Those guys both have taught me so much about all the different things you can do with materials. One of the things that they do a lot is they're using in full arch impressions. They often start with a putty and they let the putty become the custom tray. Does that make sense? Mm. Oh, you know, so you, you load that tray with the putty, you put a barrier in there, like a cheap sandwich bag, and you take it to the arch, you know, compress it, take it right back out, take your thumbs, maybe move it around a little bit. But then that becomes the custom tray for a lot of their cases. And then they, they flow the proper material in there and it all melts together really beautifully. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I also see with clinicians, they load up the tray with that heavy body and they go to the mouth. And in the heavy body, in the liquid state, if you're not holding it still during its setting phase, sometimes you, you have issues like pulls and drags. So the cool thing about putty that I've seen like a big comeback in with putty is that, you know, it's just very compressive and it's also stable in the full arch impression. When the dentist is holding that impression in the mouth, it, it's, it doesn't move on you as much, mm-hmm. right? So this is why like uh, these clear aligner companies are now really recommending the putty two-stage technique with the barrier. And if any of those labs out there are getting into appliances like clear aligners or maybe sleep appliances and stuff like that, you know, please be in touch with Kettenbach because we can get out there chair side with our putty and our wash and the barrier technique. And so many people have no idea what I'm talking about. So many clinicians and assistants. Mm-hmm. So we teach them that technique and they get 
a lot better results when they got to take a full arch impression for a lot of different reasons. Agree. Makes sense. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit here, but um, I'm just no, so excited to talk to you guys. No, I love learning all about this stuff because, I mean, honestly, as a lab, as the guy that spends most of the time on the phone with the doctors, I get asked this kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm BSing, but... I don't have a lot of data back me up other than just the experience I have of what seeing what comes in here. But to be able to have a company like Kettenbach to say, hey, these guys will be out there to help you. Heck yeah. Because honestly, I don't want to remake it any more than that doctor wants us to remake it. That's all we're trying to do is just to get a good product. Exactly. And that's why, you know, I really made an emphasis to try to get the Kettenbach reps and the company to, you know, embrace the dental labs and try to develop that relationship some more. We became NADL vendor members, obviously linked up with you guys uh, on the podcast and just, you know, just trying to get that message out there that we're a really unique company where we make like German made materials that are super high quality. We sell them direct for a lot less because of that direct nature. You know, we have field reps that are you know, hopefully willing to get out there and work with you in the lab and the clinician to just try to nail the results, you know, to lower remakes and just get amazing impressions, no matter what the lab script is going to read. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm curious to you guys, what do you think your percentage of incoming impressions these days are analog still? Ours are still pretty high. I would say it's... I would say still 80 to 85% of what we come in, what comes into our lab is still analog impressions i would say we're going a lot digital but we still have a ton of traditional and it's actually growing so i would say probably 60 40 60 being traditional okay and you said you yeah. work with a lot of the dso's yeah as well. and they're going scanners and putting them in their offices sure. and so but there are a lot of them that we're working with that i don't ever think will go that direction and then there's your right old timers that'll never go that direction and you know your older docs and you know so i just think it they're both going to be around for a long time still right well even if they do use a uh, a digital scanner keep in mind futar you know futar bite registration super popular mm-hmm. if you're going to have a model made even if it's printed or or milled you know having the futar bite registration that you took interocclusally you know is a good verification when you're setting up that model again whether it's stone or printed having that bite record mm-hmm. can't hurt right bite records are a good thing we actually do ask that still yes um even when we print the models and they do digital we have do have a lot of clients that will send us in a bite you know and they'll be like here you go I, really? I digital, yeah i i scan this case but you know here's the bite here's the temps and so they they kind of do both yeah it's funny you know too like everybody talks about oh I don't have impression material anymore. Well, yeah. What about like making the temporary, right? Do you still have to take an impression to, you know, for your prelim to make your temp? It's not completely out for sure. And we, we got a lot of customers who, you know, understand that that's an option, but they love us and they don't really seem to want to make that move super quickly. Yeah. Do you know if your impression materials are scannable? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They are. One of the things that's pretty cool was there was a study that came out, um, I believe it was Dr. Stace Lind, who uh, examined a lot of the PVSs on the market. And our Panasil and Idenium are very, very close to perfect in dimensional stability and accuracy. So it's a very low expansion in impression material. So like if you were to take the impression and put it in your tabletop lab scanner to scan it and create it into an STL, that replica is going to scan well. Uh Also, it's going to be very accurate in the uh, digital space. Mm. Whereas others, you know, other PBSs on the market might have higher shrinkage rate. So making up those differences could be a little more challenging in in the digital workflow. Um, The other thing that I've come to understand is that like some of the materials when they set, they're like really shiny. Yeah. If you've ever seen like yeah, really, really shiny problem. impression materials, like ours are more flat color. They're not super shiny. So that helps also in the STL to have that flat, yeah. I guess, color when it's getting scanned in. Ever since we had Lee Culp on talking about him scanning impressions, I've tried it a few times 
unsuccessfully. But then again, I wasn't sure exactly which impression material I was scanning. I was just kind of selecting random. Yeah. Oh, I just thought that was a great question, Elvis. So impressed with your questions. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm impression scanning as well right now. So we've got two impression scanners and powder them a little okay. bit. That takes that shininess out. It doesn't perfect it or make it ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but... You know, we're scanning about 30 a day, I would say, 30 to 40. You know, I've heard from others that, like, they've tried it and they still prefer to pour up the model and then scan the model. Oh, yeah. One of the issues, I think, is the undercuts and stuff. Sometimes the, they just can't see see that bend as well in the impression scanning versus the model mm-hmm. scanning. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that's just uh, workflows that you got to figure out and what works for your lab. Well, that's awesome, Jason. I can't thank you enough for coming on and kind of talking a little bit more about all this crazy impression stuff that we see every day but don't always understand it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I thank you so much to you, Elvis, and Barbara for having me on and also for you know letting Kettenbach become a partner of yours, a sponsor of the podcast because you know I know you get bombarded probably with a lot of dental companies wanting to you know jump in but I'm a big fan and, you know, and, and I think you guys recognize that, you know, we have good intentions to approach the dental lab market with. We, we just really want to help and keep in mind to your listeners, we got a couple promotions that we're running for your listeners, 25% off your first order with Cat and Bach. Um, and that's just, you know, on anything, anything, whether it's the Futar or the Panasil Lab Putty Hard or Lab Putty Soft. You know, if you're if you're getting some temp material or even if you want to, you know, get some impression material for, you know, a client, you know, all that's going to be heavily discounted for you and direct as well. So um, the number uh, for Kettenbach is 877-532-2123. And just mention that you heard it from the uh, Voices from the Bench podcast and they'll be able to take care of you there. Well, thank you. I'm going to take advantage of that. Can labs tell their doctors about the code? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's. I don't know. Um, I guess I, I, I mean, we're always willing to help out a new customer. Like uh, basically for a lot of the clinicians who haven't worked with us before, what we really like to do is sell them like a $99 starter pack. Yeah. There's a lot of companies out on the market that would like take that opportunity to like totally overload them with thousands of dollars of material, like a year's supply. You know, we're so confident in our materials that we just want to give you enough to do a few cases to talk to your lab technician. Hey, what did you see? You know, did you like our results with this material? And most of the time they have a great result and the lab technician says, wow, this looks great. And then at that point, you know, they call to reorder, you know, their appropriate needs. That's great. I'm excited. I'm going to check it out for sure especially with 25% off. That's amazing. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. And I look forward to seeing you guys too in person. You know, I, I know I caught up with you a little bit at the um, midwinter meeting and uh, hopefully uh, I'll see you there again on the trade show floor. And and also hopefully Kettenbach, you'll see maybe uh, to the listeners out there, you'll see Kettenbach at, at the big lab meetings too. We're going to try to get some tables there to demonstrate our materials, our lab putties, soft relines, impression materials. So We'll start getting out there with the dental technicians of the United States and start making a name for ourselves on this side of the fence. Nowhere to go but up. Well, we look forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me and uh, it was a a great chat. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jason. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Kettenbach. Let's talk about impressions and impression materials. Can we agree that not all incoming records your lab receives are equal in quality or have captured the details you feel necessary to move forward confidently with a fixed removable or implant case? NADL studies show that small, medium, and large labs all face the same awful situation of producing remakes at no charge over and over again when it might not be the lab's fault. Kettenbach and their team of manufacturer reps are here to help your lab by offering support and solutions, not chairside milling units, that will improve the incoming clinical results and consistency you and your clients are looking to achieve. Their materials are manufactured in Germany using patented technology, and in America they only sell direct for less cost. Visit www.kettenbach-dental.us to learn more about Panacell, Identium, 
and Selgenet impression materials, Futar bite registration, Thistleist temp material and core buildup, Mucopin soft reline, and airway metrics. Kettenbach also offers materials used every day in the dental lab, in particular the Panacel Lab Putty Hard and Lab Putty Soft. These materials can be cleanly and easily dispensed in a one-to-one -one putty matrix. There are no messy accelerator gels with this system. The Panacel Lab Putty is sold in two 5kg buckets of base and catalyst and is definitely the dimensional, stable lab putty material you have been looking for. Try any of the materials risk-free today by calling Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123. Mention the code DENTALLABPODCAST25 and you will receive an additional 25% off your order. Once again, call Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123 to make the connection with a partner who can help your lab and your clients save money and increase quality coming in and going out. Thanks for your support, Kettenbach. A big thanks to Jason Kaiser and everybody at Kettenbach. We all have to deal with subpar impressions, and it's not always an easy call to make. You know, you got to call your doctor, ask for a new impression. They've got to get the patient back in, and usually it annoys them, but it definitely makes everything better. Anyone ever want to fire a doctor because of the impressions are too hard to work with? I can tell you that my dad used to, and I have more than a few times, so it <laughs> makes sense to partner up with a company that's main focus is getting us the records that we need. Some of the tips that Jason shared are great. I've actually already added the, do you take the impression before or after you try on the temp question? I've had a few calls with doctors since we did that interview and it's actually going quite well. Also, by the way, take advantage of the 25% off order from Kettenbach. 25% is pretty substantial. It's only good until the end of January 2020. And I'll tell you, we got some of their lab putty called Panacel in, and our removable department absolutely loves it. Fantastic. We've already ordered it multiple times, so thanks for your support of the podcast, Kettenbach. And please remember, we are still selling the limited edition Lab Day 2020 shirts. These are not going to be sold at Lab Day, but they are available for purchase before January 26th, so they can get printed and you can wear them to lab day. And as always, all profits go towards the foundation of dental laboratory technology. Yes. Great. I love it. I'm going to get mine. You're going to get yours and we're going to wear them. What, Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Friday is the more professional since we'll probably be coming from Cal Lab, okay. you know. And then uh, Saturday is the casual day that I like to call. So. All right. I'm in. All right, everybody. We hope to see a lot of you in Vegas at the Vision 21 meeting next weekend. And if not, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye. See ya. Or one of, so if for blah, 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 blah.